What? What's up, Jasmine? What's up, Amber? Bruh. It feels kind of lonely up in here, just us two right now. I know! <laughs> we had a whole month of guests! <laughs> it was so great. It was amazing. It was so great. Oh, I just I, have so many great snippets of joy. Good job. Just yes. phenomenal. Thank you to the phenomenal Misha Lay, Jen Stowe, Jen Gloria Stowe. Malone. Y'all. And of course... Malaya the God. For sure. No. But oh, just such a great month. Such a great month. And I feel like it's really great to be here this week after experiencing DC Black Pride for the first time. Same. I decided to have a little white number in a yes. wig. She wasn't great. She was definitely white. <laughs> Folks Looking were calling like storm, me. Bitch. <laughs> I'm here to shift this weather back and forth. It did rain on and off on Saturday. Hey. Was it Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. I don't even know what today is. Girl, we did it. We got to spend time with Jasmine Burnett, who I literally can't wait to turn this mic over to one day. Please. And every time I look in the eye, I'm about this close to tears. I'm just so grateful for her presence in my life. I just want her hugs every day i don't know why she doesn't live in dc yet i think it's absurd because real niggas in ohio need jasmine Brittany. that's definitely true mm-hmm. as a columbus native 614 do or die what's a good what's good east side and her block sounds lit which i was talking about her block is literally y'all if you don't know who jasmine Burnett is she's a reproductive justice goddess but she's Warrior. also <laughs> yes y'all ain't seen in like these Yes. Right now she got sea green, blue, aqua. L- came through bus, like, bus boys and poet looking like a scoop of cotton candy unicorn ice cream. Snow cone on y'all asses. What? It, it looked like a hot summer day when I saw her. Bitch, listen. Still <laughs> look at her and how this woman managed to get the uh Twitter and Instagram handle black feminist just only without the A is pretty fucking impressive. Look. <laughs> and one thing I know for sure, though, this sweet soul, you do not want the side eye from Jasmine the Burnett. No, because she's still she's still from the South and in Indiana specifically. <laughs> real to real one. Come on, you know. And I'm just thankful that Every she loves day. me, and that she loves Amber because I feel like I'm blessed. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the right side of things. Jasmine Burnett is your big cousin that you heard your aunts and them talk about in a bad way when you was little, but you was still curious about hanging out with them. Yes. And then you got older and was like, oh, I love you forever. Yes. <laughs> I'm so thankful for you. They just mad because you having all these queer parties in the basement. That's all That's it is. all it is, but you magical as fuck. As all the fuck. <laughs> and I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for Jasmine Burnett. And this weekend was so magical. Memorial Day just lets you know that life destruction is on its way. You know, I just want to give a preview that y'all know. Unplug them TVs and computers when a real one come through. <laughs> Jasmine, because I'm a like storm. storm. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "You gotta." <laughs> when Jasmine walked in the spot this week, you like, "You better turn off your uh, phone. Get off the phone. Get off the phone. The weather's getting bad. Goddamn." Now introducing, <laughs> we got to make sure we post um, pictures to the Black Joy mixtape Instagram of, of the outfits of the slayage. But yes, shout out to all our friends. They're amazing. Um, and we'll talk more about how we're going to wrap up this Creators Month in just a second. Oh, snap. But before that happens, you ready? Let's do it. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black yeah, Joy. Yeah. And this is Jazz, the king of the south. And you are listening yeah, to yeah. the Black Joy mixtape. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go, we go, yeah. <laughs> you know my box was popping. You ain't gon' do shit, little boy, just stop it. Don't call my phone if you talking that nonsense.
But mm, you know, mm. the Republic, listen, white people have lost their motherfucking minds this week. Bitch. We told y'all a long time ago, white people was in peril. And listen, <laughs> look, Cash Me Outside is just the beginning of the kind of destruction. <laughs> Cash Me Outside, girl. <laughs> she fight no mama. Like, if they Again? in the Again? house fighting and doing all this and all of that, it was only a matter of time they started coming outside. But these white supremacists been out here, you know? They just feeling real in power right now, but also feeling real scared because they president is out here about to cut all they benefits. Listen, <laughs> it's it's a mess. I thought you said we was gonna get rid of the Obamacare, but I get to keep mine. <laughs> Everything must go. Everything must go. So white men out here thinking the exact same. Well, I guess Let's, everybody gotta nah. go. <laughs> Let's put these niggas in their segment. You ready? <laughs> white people have, have lost no their fucking mind. <laughs> Zero self-control, bitch. We are in a race war. And we might be laughing right now. And it's only because we don't want to take y'all too deep down the hole that we have to go through in order to even deliver these headlines. Bruh, I'm just saying the last few weeks while people are talking about adding diversity and overcoming hate. The like, fuck? We don't need no diversity. We need guns. We need guns. The fuck? I don't want to integrate with y'all right now. <laughs> no, y'all got too much going on. Look no. here. You didn't even know, y'all white people who listening to this segment, y'all didn't even know Jim Bob was going to go out to the polls and vote the way he did back in November. I know y'all ain't ready for Jim Bob that's stabbing niggas at the bus stop. Bruh. I know you ain't ready for that. Direct actions everywhere across America. <laughs> Look. Y'all started out this year strong punching Nazis. Bring that energy back to yes. the game, you know? If I gave a fuck <laughs> about ever defending white feminists, I have... Right now, Kathy Griffin, the only white woman I trust in America. To be... And I... <laughs> to be 100. I'm just gonna be... Watch Tilly tweet that shit out and get me fired. Tilly, don't tweet that shit out of context <laughs> now. Now, am I encouraging y'all... To go murder the president? No, because I'm on record right now. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna I'm just cut all this shit out. God, y'all ain't ready for this hotel radio right now. All I'm saying is, you God know, damn. just ask Kathy more questions before you demand an apology. That's all I'm That's saying. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> or open a history book, goddamn, because. <laughs> Listen, and not to the mention, only thing I know about dictators and how they go down. I'm not. I'm not making. I'm not saying kill the president. Not only that, he was at his rallies when he was a candidate, encouraging people to fight, encouraging so much violence against people of color, as well as let us not forget, he is trying to ban whole ass people from our country. But there's all this propaganda. Come hell or high water, Melania Trump. Ain't touched this man the, the entire <laughs> hundred plus days in office, but she want us to believe that she just is so disgusted by this picture and her child is so horrified by Girl, it. But literally, we ain't even seen like, Donald Trump with his son, so there ain't no wonder why he <laughs> thought a fake Donald Trump was his damn daddy. <laughs> he don't know where his daddy. Like, I don't know who my, I don't remember what he looks like. <laughs> And it's not oh, the sound no. of his voice and the jingling of his keys when he comes through the front door. I get scared. So Allegedly. I thought the picture was real. <laughs> that picture even that head didn't even have no eyeballs on it. It was a terrible watermelon. I don't know why they wasted Jesus. that good ass fruit. Shit. <laughs> but that's not even the scariness. We just saying that uh we need more anger more fury less apologies you know just don't say that if you got to comment on kathy griffin even if you feel like this is the worst thing somebody would do just just be quiet just just be quiet don't even worry about it because really donald trump is winning i don't know if y'all noticed this donald Do trump has won has won but also winning this campaign to kill all y'all off. Yes. And we'll get there. Yeah, we got examples. <laughs> Here we are. First headline. <laughs> 
I literally only know about arsenic because of old school movies and you, knowing you that that's it. how white, like that's how a lot of old black and white films, that's how a lot of white women killed their husbands was like putting arsenic in their meats. <laughs> but I digress. Continue. I love a TMC. Uh, what is it? Turner Classic movie. I love those. <laughs> Why? Ever getting ahead of the headline again like last week. I didn't give nothing away. <laughs> so, the rule to limit mercury and arsenic and waterways is delayed by the EPA or the Environmental Protection Agency. So, apparently, the Environmental Protection Agency would like to delay an Obama-era rule that limits the amount of toxins power plant operators can dump into waterways, the agency announced late last week. The fuck? The Obama administration estimated that the 2015 rule would keep 1.4 billion pounds of toxic metals and other pollutants out of the waterways each year. But the EPA administrator, Scott Pruitt, said, we're doing this because... Some of our nation's largest job producers Here we go. have objected to this rule, saying that the requirements set by the Obama administration are not economically or technologically feasible within the prescribed time frame. That's a goddamn lie, and you fucking know it. We don't want no arsenic and mercury in our water because then will die so if you can't produce what the fuck you gotta produce without killing us let, let's just let, let me just say <laughs> let me just pause and say the obama administration said it says it would keep 1.4 billion pounds from going into the water by ways it did not say that it was gonna eliminate <laughs> eliminate all the toxins from the waterways that's not what it said so that lets me know that toxins, because the EPA was relatively, like, while it got a little more power while a Democrat was in office, the EPA doesn't have much of anything no, towards power. Because businesses honestly. have always um, been a part of EPA uh, considerations, not people. Exactly. And we were honestly creating regulations with people in mind the goal would to never have arsenic or mercury in our water that would be the goal you're going to kill us and arsenic is a known carcinogen so (laughs) no just want y'all to know that they are also trying to you remember us talking about the nuclear option weeks and weeks ago where they just did the and one on the democrat on the (laughs) supreme court justice just breaking kneecaps and ankles well they up in there talking to each each other talking about well let's just do the nuclear option on this health care bill because they can't get the 51 votes necessary and at the it. same time they're going to increase the amount of mercury in and arsenic water. in your water where there is already mercury and arsenic in it so look alive while places like Flint still don't have clean water, while places in central Appalachia still don't have clean water, where places in Texas still don't have clean water, North Carolina, you name it, there are a lot of places here with already dangerous water. There's already places in this country who have had water to cause cancer in the whole community because the whole community was drinking from the same well. Like... No. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. I can have a phone on my wrist. <laughs> but but I y'all ain't figured this shit out. <laughs> but y'all want to go to Mars. <laughs> why, why are you going to Mars? Like, the fuck? <laughs> Next up. So that is systematically. We're going to teach y'all like all these words that we use in social justice movements that people act like they don't have enough time to break down. But that is how systematically the government is enacting violence on American people, not just black people, mm-hmm. not just women, but literally all of y'all are going to get hit. So we're talking about the health. We're talking about health care a little bit, right? Yeah, what well, we people, are because they're talking about eliminating pre-existing conditions. Boom. And that includes a lot of people are like, 
um, the conversation that's been around birth control, how mm-hmm. they're going to eliminate access to that. But we're going to not have access to that while um, tox- toxins are increased in our water. Yep. Um, so when we think about bringing children into this world, when we think about having health care, like what the fuck do you think is going to happen, y'all? Like this is just wild to me. Like they're they are our government is really hard on American people right now. Yes, and, and there are people who are voting their morality around like women not having babies and this, that, and the fourth. But literally everyone's getting fucked over this. But poisoning and harming the babies that are brought into this world. Period. So you don't have the moral argument here. But you anyhow. Don't. Um, sorry. <laughs> you just don't. And Everyone look alive and talking about these issues singularly just won't get it anymore because no. they are just compounding and this has very dangerous impacts on people in this country. So moving right along. So that's the state violence. We can get into the interpersonal violence of white people against people of color in this country in the last few weeks as well as journalists yes so this week in portland oregon there was another hate crime against um muslim folks um two muslim people were riding one of um, their their public transportation so someone yelled hate speech at them telling them to go back to their country saudi arabia i i I guess this this hateful person just picked the place um and people on the train interfered and um two folks were murdered and one was um severely injured in this hateful ass attack Mm -hmm. um and additionally when he was being brought into trial today he literally yelled that he doesn't think it's a hate crime he thinks it's patriotism terrorism yeah Mm -hmm. on behalf of our current state on behalf of our current administration right people literally were murdered this week for stopping a violent interaction you know white people will allow like us to believe that portland is one of the most progressive places in the country i mean yeah in a couple weeks ago at the university of maryland college park which we is a part of the greater dmv area a place in which you would think would be progressive right was stabbed by a Student who was also an alt-right member, his name uh, was Richard Collins III, rest in peace, who was waiting on an Uber ride on the University of Maryland campus when he was approached by this white terrorist and told to step to the left, in which he refused, and he was stabbed. To death. To death. Right before his graduation. Which, that I think that detail, we used it a lot to try to make it seem like he was less deserving of this, but he didn't deserve this at all. A lot of our public discourse has been around us believing that racism is not happening, that it is not as extreme as people describe it. Even Bill Maher, whoever still watches that show, constantly brings up this fact of why are we comparing these these murders or Trump supporters or alt-right um, to terrorists? And it's because they are. They're literally enacting terror on our communities as an act of political solidarity with our administration, with patriotism, with the history of America that they would like to believe is true. And that's terrorism. Um, it's, It's wild to me. And it's really scary that no one is talking about these things in patterns, um, in an uprising manner, because... That's exactly what we're looking at right now. Well, that's the nature of white men and terrorism. They are seen as isolated acts of violence. Right, like that's not true. It's not true. It's not true. They are actually acting on one accord. If Dylan Roof is saying he's going to trial so that he can essentially be a martyr for the massacre of the folks in South Carolina, in Charleston, South Carolina, then why aren't we connecting these as having the same agenda? Right. They, The New York Times had the nerve to describe Dylan Roof as a self-radicalized white supremacist. No. No. How are how can anyone be self-radicalized? And of course, this is before the Trump campaign got a lot of steam, the South Carolina massacre, but literally gave these folks 
power and gave these po- folks legitimacy through mm-hmm. his campaign to the point that David Duke was able to run for public office this past year. Right. Like, just was like, now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> it's like uh, when people decide to run for office and they're like, you know, redistricting has happened. He was like, the move, the, the space is warm enough for me to run for office and it not be a surprise. Jeff Sessions could not get confirmed in the 80s, but was able to Two be races. confirmed in 2017. He was too racist in the 80s, but just right right now. <laughs> and talking about cutting the very departments that investigate our police. Mm-hmm. So not only are we talking about the systemic massacre or not only are we talking about state violence in our health care as well as our environmental system, we're also talking about within our federal government eliminating the protections or what little protections we had against the police. And then you also mean to tell me that I could be stabbed while I wait outside for my Uber? In a in a major city. In a major city. On a college campus, actually, which is where we say, like, we are sending our children off to be developed there. It's supposed to be the marketplace of ideas. However, racism is still alive and well. We saw this at American University when their first black woman president was elected to student government. And you have students who responded by putting bananas on campus. Right. So, and this is the same week, not to jump ahead, but I want to really lump these together Mm -hmm. so that we're clear about why we are terrified Mm -hmm. and why our organizations need to do more for us is that a noose was left in the motherfucking African-American History Museum. Exactly, and we'll get there. What I will say in context, and you brought this up about Portland being a liberal place, we are supposed to think about the University of Maryland, College Park is a liberal place, even though students are currently on Twitter using the hashtag, documenting all the racist and prejudiced things that are happening on campus. But when there was a noose found on the James Meredith statue at the University of Mississippi, everybody turned and looked at Mississippi like, oh, there they go, being backwards again. No, what I would, what black students at the University of Mississippi have been trying to tell y'all for a very long time is Mississippi is not counter to what's happening in this country. It is a mirror. It is one of the leading places in which it will say this is actually what white folks, specifically white supremacist folks, are about. They are the ones, their campus is bold enough to call itself Ole Miss. Do you understand what that means? To put that on, on official paraphernalia, Ole Miss, the name of the first woman in the house of a plantation. Yeah. There are Confederate statues on that campus. There are racists with their names on the buildings. But the thing is, the context of that, in a Trump America, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense. But it was there long before he took took office across the country. Long before. There's a whole entire Netflix series that literally started off of the weight of college campuses from north to south, east to west, holding race parties. Even where I went to school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it was an issue on our campus, on the University of Pittsburgh's campus, that people were being racist Mm -hmm. and not being held to any kind of accountability. Mm -hmm. And here's what I will say about Portland. So I got my organizing start in Portland, Oregon. It is an amazing place to go visit. It's beautiful. There's a lot of young people. However, it's very white where you're able to sit, look at places like Portland or Vermont and say, these are the most progressive places in America, but they are also some of the whitest places in America. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to offer Vermont, to us, Vermont, Asheville, what I, what I would like to <laughs> offer to us is you don't get to claim to be the most liberal when over 70% of your population is white because you're able to be the most liberal because of the lack of struggle and the lack of community of and presence of people of color. So Portland, if Portland was 50% black, would we still say that it's the most liberal place in America? Probably not because with that population and with white people in cities like that in positions of power is oppression. Every single time from New York 
to wherever. Like, you don't get to be the most liberal just because you have fucking food carts. So I have a question. Are the black people just not in... Oregon at all or are they on the outskirts of town? They are not only disenfranchised within their community and on the outskirts of town, Mm -hmm. but Portland, Oregon, some fun facts, even though Oregon wasn't a slave state, it was literally illegal to be black there for a very long time. They used to have a a thing called Lash Day where if you were found black in the city, in the state, you could be beat. It was like an official thing. All I'm saying in the state of Mississippi, niggas was shooting back. So Oregon is a very interesting place, Portland specifically. And I know this to be true. And my black people from Portland who are listening to this is because I did political organizing work there. And one of the things I had to do was knock doors. In my experience, knocking doors in this very small part of Portland, the very small Portland, Oregon, in comparison to the rest of the state is anytime I left Portland, I was confronted with extreme racism, racism that I had never experienced before, even being someone who is from Ohio, um, with people chasing me off of their, um, uh, off of their front stoops by letting their dogs bark at me by people who are on my walk sheet as Democrats calling me a black bitch One time I had to be picked up from the field or knocking doors to get people to register to vote because kids started. And this was off of the way of me. Like I had no indicators of what political party I was wearing. I was simply walking the neighborhood with a clipboard. And these kids started following me yelling Barack Hussein Obama is a terrorist just off the way to me being black. But in Portland was the first time I was riding the bus into my um, organizing work and into my job. And like just a white supremacist is on the bus as well with like swastika tattoos and like, you know, wearing their policy. And I had never seen anything like mm-hmm. that before. And in the South, they they have Confederate flags on their trucks. Boom. Four-wheelers. So how can you say that place is the most progressive when literally it has, like, the highest concentration of the, the Klan anywhere in the country? But given the fact that we know this, somehow folks were so surprised that white people could go 50-50 on the two candidates back in November. And we talked about this on Refinery. I just believe that the reason why Donald Trump was a surprise to no one is because because in actuality except white liberals except white liberals because y'all keep comparing him to Hitler who is long dead and gone but black people have been interacting with Donald Trumps in their communities forever the Donald Trumps the FDRs like we have a history of races actually leading this country we've seen this is not new and because white people want to distance themselves so much from racism their cousins instead of looking it in the eye their mothers you now don't know how to engage with their this person. sisters. It's weird. Their fathers. Like y'all come up telling us about how triggering or how hard your Thanksgiving was with your racist family. Y'all think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Y'all think it's a joke. Y'all can't even have a conversation about the people who are in your family. You can't have a conversation with the people in your family. But require it from black folks. Require The reason why black organizers and just black people in general are able to look you in the face and say, you need to do more work of talking to your family is because we've had to do that work. We're doing it. We're doing that work. You think everybody in our in our black ass, Baptist, Christian, people with the idea of scarcity that there's not enough for black people to succeed, so we must subscribe to this idea of perfection. Do you think we're not coming head to head with anti-blackness? Do you think we're not coming head to head with homophobia? Like we're constantly having to do that work as young people and as activists. Why won't you all do yours? Stop unfriending them, motherfuckers. And, you know, we just talked about these two people who defended these young girls on this bus. And that is commendable. We're just saying there needs to be more of that. 
and less apologizing around people like Kathy Griffin, who may or may not have should have taken that picture. The point remains violence, actual violence, actual beheadings, actual like yeah. not actual beheadings, but we're talking about murder, cold blood, somebody standing, minding their own goddamn business, visiting from another campus. How many times have y'all went to y'all sister college to hang out? Before graduation, before or any weekend, game weekend, anytime. I went to Ole Miss. I can imagine this happening at Mississippi State. Yeah. That is absurd. This can happen anywhere. It can happen and anywhere. And it is happening everywhere. That's our point. That's our point. That's why me and Amber can compare stories. Somebody who was in Mississippi and somebody that was in Portland at the same time we're dealing with different kinds of racism that's coming back to bite us in the ass five, six years later because y'all haven't figured out how to control this. But instead, there's gasoline now on this fire. And somebody has to get control of it because instead, people are still talking about this as isolated events. It's not. And it's, it's not. Fit in the same time that fifty over 50% of y'all bound together and elected someone who you knew was a racist. And white people act up like this not only because of their hatred, but also because they are in distress. They may not have jobs. They may not have yep. basic health care. taking white men out of here. Exactly. Bro. So, like... I Look hate outside of it. Just, just imagine all this stuff is being said around their health care. Like they not gonna blame Trump for it. They blaming Mexicans, right? Because Trump is also actively tweeting that the Mexicans are the blame for X, Y, and Z. Period. While also accidentally retweeting white supremacist propaganda, like. This is a theme at this point. It's a theme, especially with the attacks on journalists as well. So the attack on the media is not just verbal. It's not just fake news. Nope. But there have been actual physical attacks on the media recently as well. Mm -hmm. So starting with the fact that Guardian reporter Ben Jacobs was literally body slammed by Republican Congressman Greg Giaforte. Giaforte was charged with misdemeanor assault after attacking Jacobs when the reporter asked him a question about what? Healthcare. Healthcare! Last week, the Republican went on to win. This was the day before the election, bitch. The Republican went on to win the special election in Montana, which means this person attacked a journalist mm -hmm. and got to stay on the ballot and is now continuing through his election process y'all yes so they now ben jacobs um his glasses were broken and the museum is on they shit mm -hmm. they're like let's get those glasses because we'll need this in this museum for when we have to talk about the destruction that this man inflicted on our country oh yeah y'all remember we said this is a trend there's another one that happened before this Jasmine. So, the Health and Human Services Secretary, Tom Price, defended police who arrested a reporter at West Virginia State Capitol saying, quote, they did what they felt was appropriate. Now, for any of you who don't know, in West Virginia at the State Capitol, public news service journalist Dan Hyman Asked Health and Human Services Secretary, would domestic violence be considered a pre-existing condition under the Republican bill to overhaul the nation's health care system? He asked another health care question? He asked another health wow. care question. Wow. So because he kept asking the question because... The, the Health and Human Service Secretary refused to answer. Heyman was jailed on a charge of willful disruption of state wow. government processes and was released later on $5,000 bail. Wow. So we're talking about assault and arrest For, and you of know, the press. You know where else uh, reporters get like physically harmed, killed, and arrested for doing their jobs? Russia. Oh. Russia, Putin has a long history of jailing journalists. Long. 
documented history of jailing journalists, activists, which we can say that that is what Jeff Sessions is trying to do with some of these Blue Lives Matter bill. Culturally picking up a lot of the habits of the people that you claim are in close relationship with this administration. Weird. Hmm. Seems like Donald Trump is learning from... Is Putin his goddamn mentor, bitch? Allegedly, girl. Shit. Like, (laughs) I just want you all to, as we... I just wish the media, and I know this is why we're building our own platform. um, I just want us to start to layer these stories on top of each other. That what's happening in America is is a pattern. We have two journalists now who have been victims of the state them damn self. We have several hate crimes following up back to back. We didn't even include the one that happened in New York with the machete. Like, no, American Airlines is dragging people off. Like, and at the same time that these individual acts of racism are happening or that these attacks are happening, Black people... It's legal to discriminate against locks in this country. Yeah. It's going to be... They are trying to figure out whether or not they're going to pump billions of toxins in in our water. All of this stuff is related. And the police are still killing us. And the water still isn't clean around the country, including places like Flint. Just going to keep saying it. Keep saying it every week. Obviously. Girl, so they brought a noose back to this noose in the Blacksonian, girl. Yes. So y'all in the African American History Museum of Arts and Motherfucking Culture, girl. Bitch. Look, we told y'all how many episodes ago to let go of y'all tickets, and somehow y'all done let y'all cousin Ray how go up in there white people with get a rope. The door? How? Now y'all banned. Y'all can't go. Y'all can't, can't go. go. At least the rest of this year. Things is hot. The block is hot. Y'all all got to give up your tickets. Miss Hattie May finally made it to the Blacksonian because y'all done booked it up from it opened to June. How the fuck a racist gets them exclusive ass tickets? Finally, she get there to the end of May. She got to hear the awful news that there's a noose and not on display. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you mean outside of the capsule there's a noose? She did not integrate that bus system in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, for this. Yeah, I just saw what Rosa Parks was doing, and we was uh, we was just very honored and pleased. So we decided to do it in our town as well. I hope it went Fried Chicken Day because I just I just have issues with all of this. Jesus, someone honestly left some rope. Y'all ain't got no new fucking symbols yet. Girl, I don't want them to bring no new symbols because they already got enough going on right now. Don't encourage them. Don't challenge them to get creative. We don't need that. They already on Reddit doing racist things with Pepe, their little frog thing. Like, this is enough. But, y'all, look here. Y'all ain't going to ruin the brass and and glass building, the tomb, the pyramid, the African-American pyramid, goddamn. I just suggest whatever (laughs) anger or whatever you got in your heart, y'all need to bury that shit and and put it away. Please. Keep it in your house. You know, just don't come outside with it. Nobody want to. We there to have a good time. The Blacksonian, people have waited a long time for that museum to come up. Now, granted, Walmart is on the walls, but... Issue. And... It's still (laughs) ours. And it's only a matter of time. This is terrorism. This is terrorism. This is to make us feel less than. This is to not want us to... Uh, commune. This is terrorism. This is exactly what Donald Trump was hoping for when he said make America great again. That place is such a sanctuary. The P-Funk spaceship is there. Nigga. Original Barack Obama Air Force Ones are sitting up in that mug. The original costumes from For Color Girls is in there. The stage play. Listen. Fucking Chuck Berry's Cadillac is in the African American Smithsonian of Arts and fucking 
Culture. You can go in there and get your DNA test for your family lineage up in there. You can just find out all your records <laughs> up in the Blacksonian. You can go in there and learn how to step, bitch. You can go in there and get you a fried chicken and macaroni and cheese plate. After looking at the motherfucking pictures of iconic civil rights movements. After going to Emmett Till's funeral casket after going to the rebuilding of one of the boats used in middle passage after reading and seeing the hats worn by the baddest black women in your (laughs) communities after reading about the midwives that birthed and buried all the niggas in communities after reading about all the Greeks as well as all the churches, schools every single institution a nigga ever stepped foot in and said this is ours is in that motherfucker and you mean to tell me a and white a person had the nerve to go up in Home Depot today, go get some rope, mm. and take that motherfucker up in there like y'all have And leave it and left a, it. <laughs> as a threat. In a place that niggas can't even readily go into no. without asking people on the street if they got an extra ticket. Come on. Like somebody, a black person may even have given that person that extra ticket. That's what type of community is down there at the Black Sonia. Period. I mean, it's I've, <laughs> I have cried in that place off of the weight of knowing that my grandmother can never see it off of the weight of knowing my history as a young black girl who grew up in Columbus, Ohio to a single mother to know that I have been able to visit that place multiple times because someone has made, has poured into me to live in DC. The elevators are draped in gold. Gold elevators, which when you open, there's a black person sitting in there to push the button of the floor you want to go on to, bitch. I ain't pressed a single button up in there. Never! And not Just, only that, the Black Sonia got so much shit that it got a whole ass storage facility of most shit that we gonna see later on. Like, y'all will not do this. No. We gonna be in there for generations. And they got the nerve to fucking spray paint a racial slur on LeBron James. LeBron James. House. <laughs> All in the same week. What the fuck is going on? Should I get strapped? He a world champion. If world champion. <laughs> and last I checked, y'all love some niggas in sports. And the gag <laughs> is they spray painted that shit on his L.A. home. Not his Ohio home, nigga. Not the Ohio home. Bruh. Racists are literally everywhere. And these niggas is like, now's the time. Now. I want to be the new leader of this shit. I mean, look, I could be president. Anyway. (laughs) Black women, the gods. Black women, the motherfucking (laughs) gods. Thank you. Drop one of Clues bombs. Goddamn. (laughs) 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 You are free to move (laughs) about the cabin. Black woman, the god, the god. Black woman, the god. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm a black woman. U N I T Y. Live Saturday night at Bliss Nightclub. Hey, hey. Okay, okay. Hey. Girl, I hey, like the swag. Y'all say song live. Na 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 na. Yes, black women are gods. Black women are motherfucking gods. <laughs> that Let's was just I- make that as extra as motherfucking possible. Blizz nightclub. <laughs> I feel like at any moment a commercial for the club is gonna come on. Absolutely. That's how we should treat us. We deserve that kind of intro all the time. All the time. So this week, <laughs> as white people just threw a fucking temper tantrum, um, <laughs> Melissa Harris Perry is trying to save one of the oldest civil rights mo- <laughs> organizations. Because y'all not gonna make it seem like Melissa Harris Perry attacked the NAACP. <laughs> I think she offered some very helpful critiques, okay? Yes. Melissa Harris Perry wrote an article <laughs> in the New York Times opinion page How to Save the NAACP from Irrelevancy, 
which you know, God bless anybody taking up that work. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be coming up here talking about, but my chapter lit though. No, no, girl. no. No, I mean, no. your your chapter may be turning up. I God heard bless. Rachel Dolezal was holding it the fuck down. President like shit in Spokane just had all the Black History events giving the speeches. Rachel Dolezal and Reverend Barber are the most iconic leaders <laughs> of NAACP local chapters. How y'all let that happen? How the fuck? And then not only that, so y'all announced, so NAACP, for all y'all who are wondering why Melissa Harris Perry took time out of her day to write about the NAACP all of a sudden, because we ain't heard nor seen the NAACP unless Reverend Barber is at the front of that group, right? Thank you, Moral Mondays in North Carolina, turn up. (laughs) Bow, what's up, North Carolina? I lived there for a little while. Anyway, Melissa Harris Perry decided to write this article because the NAACP just really thought we cared that they was going to go through this strategy meeting or whatever that they plan on doing to restructure and revamp whatever (laughs) so when I read the article in the New York Times I literally had to take a step back when Melissa Harris Perry wrote there are 64 members on the board of directors. My God. If any of you have ever worked for a nonprofit, you know, your board are the people who help, like, make sure the finances are in check. They make sure the organization is going in the right direction. Fundraise. Fundraise. And it's most of the time a working board. It's a lot of big people with lots of thoughts. And, you know, 64 members on a board, literally just the idea of that gives me anxiety. Because if you have 64 members who are literally have to be, quorum has to be achieved in order to do anything. <laughs> At least 40 in the mugs. For uh, people who aren't familiar with Robert's rules of orders, that means over half the mugs have to be present in order for any votes to take place. And if you know black people like we know black people, <laughs> we, we love we, following some we protocols. The, and we ain't about to vote on nothing that we ain't gave our thoughts on. <laughs> I'm not approving shit until I say my piece. (laughs) 40 people have to be present to make a decision at the NAACP, y'all. That's a lot. And for any of my real niggas who is doing doodle poll scheduling, you know how hard it is to get at least five people on the same date, let alone 40. (laughs) So I want to read this. I think this is a very (laughs) loving article to be like, hey, NAACP, you can't fix your problems by just picking another charismatic leader. I'm sorry. It's very clear that if y'all cannot become relevant, there is a subtle piece in there that if you can't get it together, then it's okay for y'all to disband. It's okay for us to have that history, to have Mm -hmm. that legacy that you had before. And if y'all can't get on the right page, y'all need to break this stuff up and put it towards things that are relevant. We are allowed to critique what we love and what is ours. The NAACP should technically belong to the people. So for us, not if you're talking about revamping, but you don't want to hear anything from anybody who's leading this work or mm-hmm. communicating on this work, then you're actually doing nothing but the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. And the so, advancement of colored people does not necessarily mean getting people into school. That's not what it means. The advancement of colored people should be the advancement of all people, regardless of where they are socioeconomically, where they are in their sexuality, wherever they are, uh, gender identity. The advancement of colored people, even that needs to be updated. Right. So, Melissa Harris-Perry, thanks for trying to help your your peers. Um, Hopefully, they'll listen. It doesn't seem like they are. Um, But, you know, you did your part. You placed the opinion piece in the New York Times where Bob Johnson can see it. So, we can only hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is older black people, at the very least, if y'all going to be on this shit, like at least move out of our way and hand the mic over to more young people just so we can get some new ideas out here because y'all are not fighting for us anymore. It is about you and your comfort and that just can't be it. Black people are being murdered waiting on their Ubers point blank and y'all remember what it is and and i don't want to disregard our elders because the elders have so much wisdom uh a lot of the people who 
lived under the threat of racism as Solange's father said on her album, knows what this is like. They are still alive, even though people want to say that racism is dead and gone. Mm -hmm. So we have so much to learn from elders and elders must hold and recognize that they have a lot to learn from us as well. Oh, sure. And from young folks, because I don't know if I'm considered young anymore. You are under 35. So, another thing that I'm really fucking excited about, based on her storming through not only the music industry, but literally, I believe Rihanna is innovating around not just men being able to design and sell tennis shoes. Um, Rihanna is now coming for your beauty products, bitch. As well as coming for your plus size line. She done gained eight pounds, and y'all is very pressed about it. Rihanna said, take me to Shake Shack. I just got back from my hometown. Of course I have put some meat on these thighs. Look, girl. Fuck y'all. I'm about to be in the studio for a while. I don't... I'm feeling real cozy. Mm-hmm. Looking like a, just a delectable snack, okay? You know, y'all mad because Rihanna went from a size zero to a size six. Pretty much. Looking like people that you know and love, but for whatever reason, y'all got all the rumors about her being pregnant. Child, um, go sit down. Please. And then go buy some new lips because, you know, this is something I can get behind because fuck Kylie Jenner and them. Give me a lip by Riri, okay? Rihanna said, Mac making all this money off Ruby Woo. I want a bigger cut. Like, look here. Y'all bought that because of my name, not because of Mac. Y'all want to stand on red. How long Mac been selling red lipstick? For since the beginning of time. (laughs) But that Ruby Woo? She said, I've been thinking. It's time for me to expand the brand in the fall 2017. And I heard there's an opening since Shea Moisture is fucking up. Listen, (laughs) if Rihanna puts a coconut oil on this line, it's over. However, I do think y'all are paying too much for these motherfucking jellies that she's selling. Girl, these jellies is getting a solid thousand percent profit. Because <laughs> you can solidly get them at the hair store for five dollars. Right. Y'all oh, tripping. Are they still at the hair store? Yes. The Girl. hair store is loyal and reliable and faithful. And y'all buying all this, y'all spend all this money on these lip kits. I went into the hair store, look. The lip lines in the hair store are still undefeated, y'all. Sickening. Pigmented. Come on. A dollar fifty. Just great. <laughs> get you a pair of lashes for a dollar fifty. Get you a Shout. lip. And you can get you a pair of banging ass hoops for a solid under five dollars. Like Listen. under ten dollars. Don't tell them where the girl come up is. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's white people who listen to I this show. I forgot all about it. Don't go to the hair store. Ain't Take your ass in there. to Urban Outfitters and pay go $30. To, go to Target. Just keep going over there. There ain't nothing in the hair store. They make, you give, they make you give your bag to them so you don't steal shit. You don't want to shop there. Girl, they got these weird pictures on the wall with Tupac <laughs> and Jesus in them. Y'all don't want to see <laughs> that. Martin Luther King. <laughs> Fucking Tyrese paintings all framed in the mouth. I hate Tyrese so much. What a disappointment he turned out to be. Y'all, but hairstyles, I love it. White people don't go up in there, but... Because if y'all go, y'all already leaving nooses. Y'all, so y'all leaving nooses in the museum. You can't you go there. You're not about to leave no noose by the Beverly Johnson hair pieces, goddamn. <laughs> you ain't gonna be, you You're ain't fragile. about to put no damn rope next to my mayonnaise hair conditioner. I love a hair store. I love a hair store. Not Sally's, like a no name ass black woman on the front of the store as hair store in a sickening bob and or braid and or french roll and or perm and or just black women just looking sickening hype hair on you and sheen in their hair just Just shining you know you want that haircut but you can't have it girl i was in there looking at the styles on the mannequins trying to pick out wigs i'm picking up stuff and she like ma'am that's not a wig that was sewn together and i was like so i can't buy this no and she was just like no that is a whole nother i watch so many of them motherfucking hair videos on instagram and i'm just like god bless films i literally got stiletto nails a couple weeks ago bitch and had to cut them the fuck off 
because I could not type fast enough with them. I got used to my nails. That's I'm awesome. Thankful. I really had just but films, underestimated what high films are going through on a day-to-day basis. Not only dealing with the wage gap. Bitch, but we listen, got the y'all getting paid less, but you at work getting all your shit done while wearing a corset, while having nails and not having access to your fingertips, bitch. Give that hoe a race. Girl, if you don't have enough tissue in your hand, you in trouble. Like, I, there's... I can't unhook my necklace in a timely manner. There's just so Listen. many things that High Films is out here doing, and y'all are underappreciating. Pay them more. Okay, so we got a shout-out this week. Shout-out, shout-outs. Oh, it's one of our favorite, one of my favorite people to follow online who also listens to the Black Joy Mixtape. You ready? Yes. So the shout out is what's up, Amber and Jazz? Hope this hope this finds you well and joyous always. Just pays. Just pays. Yes. I just wanted to send a huge shout out to my homie Tamika Butler. Um, their social is at Tamika Butler on Twitter, who in true bad bitch fashion just gave a keynote speech to a room full of white people titled I am not your nigger. Well, goddamn. Tamika is the executive director of the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. God, black people <laughs> over bikes, <laughs> Fuck them up. Yes. Uh-huh. And the only black face in the white space often. You goddamn right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like L.A. need this work anyway, because doggone LeBron James home is in danger. Y'all might want to bike around that <laughs> motherfucker and give that nigga some helpful security. Patrol. Shit. <laughs> She spent the last couple of years fighting off liberal white bike advocates. <laughs> this all goes in a sentence right next to each other. It, wait, so y'all in the bike in, in the, the bike, bike community? <laughs> Not just social justice, just you in the way in the bike lane. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all actively keeping bike lanes from the hood. Is that what y'all telling me right now? Of course they are. <laughs> She said, my biggest barrier is the white bike riders. The fuck? <sighs> she spent a couple years, not a couple months. <laughs> a couple years. Bitch, you got, you got a and solid. like me. Right. Y'all all got helmets and knee pads on. <laughs> like, you got a 90 days out of me. I, you telling me I got to leave the regular world to come to the bike world to still fight you motherfuckers? I got what goddamn wow okay (laughs) she spent the last couple years fighting off liberal white bike advocates (laughs) the racism knows no limits who think that racial equity (laughs) has no place in bike (laughs) has no place in bike goddamn i'm glad we're reading this Bike slash transportation advocacy. Niggas, have y'all ever heard of the bus boy the fuck cop? Do you know who Rosa Parks is? Fighting against racist transportation is kind of our shit. White people have been. And I think this is recreational bicycling. So, like, it's not like white people ain't been racist in recreation, <laughs> like, for centuries. They wouldn't even let us get into the pool. <laughs> like, they would drain the pool when you really would stick their toe in. If you, she's been publicly and privately attacked, used as a diversity pawn, and asked to tone down her racial justice advocacy. But she hasn't bowed to white supremacy or misogyny once, all caps. You better not. Even in the bike community, we fight in this fight. God damn. Working so hard. What the gardeners up to? Man, this meeting is solidly at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Just. Maybe even (laughs) 6. I assume, too, because white people love our early ass, unaccessible ass meeting time. By bike only. (laughs) When I tell you she went off in this keynote, she went off. The 40-minute speech includes the word nigger, not nigga, a full 20 times. She provides screenshots from Facebook, names, 
names names and at the end basically tells them all to kiss her ass and drops the money <laughs> i mean it's biking bitch go hard or go home it's really speaking truth to power goals i am so proud of having her in my la-based black joy squad here's the link oh i can't wait to watch that motherfucker <laughs> enjoy her read thanks for bringing your show thanks for being petty and Jazz, thanks for those perfectly moisturized thighs on Facebook Live. Legendary. Jess Pace, at Jess Pace LA on social media. Thank you so much for seeing my thighs, and thank you for shouting me out and your shout-out. I appreciate it. Ashe. <laughs> yeah, she better go the fuck off. I can't to. wait to watch this. So where can they find you online, Jasmine? Y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind across social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Snapchat? Did I say IG? IG. Um, I'm just Amber J. Phillips on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, you know, hit us up. Send us your shout out. Visit theblackjoymixtape.com. TheBlackJoyMixtape.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter on at BlackJoyMixtape. And y'all, please don't forget if you learned a little something, heard something you love, got a little extra change in your pocket, go ahead, drop us a little something in the collection plate. You can find it at PayPal.me backslash BlackJoy. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you just listened to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Hey, what do you do? Uh.